0: You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode.
1: Hello, you're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley, and today we get my wife, Cassandra, again. Thanks for coming back.
0: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
1: She uh I've been under the weather for last few weeks, so I figured all you listeners are probably getting tired of just hearing me and my boring voice. Uh so we have Cassandra here to give a perspective from somebody that's not as much of a mold expert as I am. She's still a mold expert. You you get to see a lot of what most people don't get to see. But anyhow, we appreciate you being here. Thank you. Today is the last Monday of September. So
0: oh boy, the air just zip by. Yeah, yeah.
1: Twenty twenty three is kind of crazy. I don't know why I was thinking about the other day. A year from now, it's all we're going to see on TV is politicians and commercials. So.
0: Oh, I was thinking they probably already have Christmas stuff at Walmart by this point.
1: Oh, yeah. I thought they started pulling that out in like July <laughs> yeah, after the 4th. So. But anyhow, fall is here. I believe on the news we saw, was it Friday or Saturday? Officially, it's fall. That's right. We kind of try to say it's fall once Labor Day happens. But anyhow, today is episode 226, and today's topic is toxic mold and rain gutters. So, as you listeners hopefully know, there's a lot of things we repeat on this podcast, and grading and drainage is probably the most common one. How often do you hear me talk about that? All the time. Yeah, it's just... All the time. It's crazy. You know, we dealt with a property uh, recently that had a lot of mold, but also, and it was due to a water leak in the winter months, but there was improper grading and drainage and we could see water coming down the walls. And I got told that that's not a problem. And, and ironically, you know, one of my helpers, he's seen enough mold jobs with me. He kind of just chuckled and was like, yeah, it might not have caused all the problems that's going on, but down the road, it's going to cause problems. So anyhow. It was just interesting, kind of a little story. I'm not going to say what the profession of the person that told me it wouldn't cause any problems is, but he should know better as far as their profession.
0: Well, that's true. Are rain gutters part of grading and drainage evaluation, I guess?
1: Yes. Okay. So to, to me it is. Um, you know, when we talk about grading and drainage, the grading part is the dirt grade um, and then drainage would include rain gutters. So drainage could be rain gutters, storm drain, sump pumps, because that is a form of drainage. If that makes sense. Okay. That's a good question because because
0: I know we talk about the about looking at grading and drainage on the fall checklist, but I don't know. I never put two and two together that the gutters are part of the drainage evaluation.
1: Okay. Yeah. So from my professional point of view, when I talk about grading and drainage, the grading is the the grade around, the dirt grade, Um, and then the drainage is stuff like the gutters. And like in the fall checklist, we talk about making sure the gutters are functional, make sure that they're cleaned, make sure they're screened, stuff like that. So we do, and maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just something I've said my entire career wrong, but I include rain gutters in grading and drainage.
0: So. Aren't ring gutters a relatively new in our lifetime thing on houses? I mean, I would think if you live in the east, on the East Coast, right, in a home that was built in 1819, back then they didn't do. No. no so I'm... ring gutters are relatively new.
1: Yes. I would say they're relatively new, but um, it, I just started thinking when you were bringing it up. I don't know if I could definitively say when when it was common to start installing rain gutters. Now, this is just my opinion. Every home built in 2023 should have rain gutters on it. But I'm probably wrong. I'm sure if you buy modulars or you might have a contractor that doesn't believe grading and drainage is that big of a deal, they might skip that. Which to me wouldn't make sense because last time I checked, it was about 7 to $10 a linear foot for gutters. And I would say the average home has about 100 linear feet of gutters. So in my opinion, you know, you're looking at less than, you know, it could be between 1000 to $2,000. For 1500 in my opinion, you could get those rain gutters put on and screens put on. So $1,500 isn't much these days. To me, there should be every home should have them. So, um, which, you know, that's usually one of the questions, you know, well, who needs rain gutters? Every property, whether it's residential or commercial, needs rain gutters. You don't see them on commercial properties because most commercial properties have a flat roof. They're not technically flat, just you can't see them, but it all drains into a drain and then it goes right down into the storm drain, ok, if that makes sense. you don't you don't typically see the rain gutters on a Walmart building like you would your home, so
0: well, and the reason why I ask about the older homes is because I can see a play a world where if somebody doesn't think rain gutters are important and they have an old old home, they're like, "You want me to add this ugly thing?" Like the new homes sort of hide the rain gutters in yeah. the build. Yeah, But if now you have to put rain gutters on a very old Victorian home, unless people actually understood how important they were, there'd be quite a few people who'd be like, that's going to look really ugly yeah, on my well, old house.
1: So does mold in your lungs. <laughs> that's true. I, mean, <laughs> that's so, true. I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, aesthetically, it might not look the best, but for the most part, there's... There's numerous colors you can get your rain gutters in, um, and as far as rain gutters, the best type to have while we're talking about that is seamless.
0: Okay. And it's what lit- does that mean?
1: So it's it's a it's a gutter that spans from one gable end to the other, and there's no seams. And what it literally is, and I don't know the width of it, but the rain gutter installer shows up in this trailer if they have a seamless machine. They show up in this trailer, and there's a roll that's probably two feet wide and it's aluminum, and it's just rolled up. They literally feed it into the machine. One of their guys goes up on the roof or gets on a ladder and measures how long it needs to be. Usually, they'll cut it long. But anyhow, they literally feed that uh, aluminum sheet metal um, into the machine, and it spits out rain gutters. And it, it, like, forms it. The machine forms the gutters, And they just spit it out and then they cut it to whatever length it needs to be. So there's no seams in it at all. Why
0: do you want no seams in a rain gutter?
1: they're problematic and start leaking. Okay. So if you you go with the low quality rain gutters down at your local hardware store, you can get them in like vinyl. You can get them in aluminum. But they're typically only going to be like 8 to 10 feet long. And each eave is, you know, depending on the style of the home, but if it's a pretty simple roof, that just has a straight eave on the front and a straight eave on the back. It's probably forty to fifty feet long. So, you know, at eight feet you would need five pieces. So that would give you four different seams you would have to seal. And a lot of times when you seal those seams up, they they're just problematics, the best way to answer that. Meaning they're just always a pain in the butt.
0: Okay. So then definitely if somebody's looking to get rain gutters installed, they need to ask whoever they're considering, do you do seamless yes. rain gutters? And
1: I say this, and this is only based off of my experience in Utah and Wyoming, but most professional rain gutter companies, they are all seamless. Okay. Um, and you know, while we're talking about that, one thing that's very important with rain gutters is the downspouts, the downspout extension. So you have the rain gutter on the eave itself, you have the downspout that comes from the eave, so from the roof, the downspout comes down the wall and then from there it terminates and then it should have an extension on it so that you get the water six feet away from the foundation. So like where, where we live in different municipalities have different codes, the home's brand new. They tied the downspouts right into an ADS pipe. Next time we're outside, I'll just remind me and I'll point it out to you. But it goes, it literally comes down off the wall and it goes into a black pipe and then from that black pipe it should go out to the storm drain which is the gutters out in the street which it doesn't go to those gutters those gutters feed into a storm drain i know i got way off in left field on that one but yes but but it my point is is it's important to get the water away from the home cuz even if you install gutters and in a downspout and the downspout terminates right there next to the foundation if you don't put an extension on that, all that water is going to sit right there at your foundation. You literally defeat the purpose of the gutters.
0: Well, and in the winter time, in places where there is really cold temperatures, that water without rain gutters then becomes ice on your front porch. Like it becomes hazardous, yeah, right?
1: Yep, yep. It'll freeze up you know, a lot of times depending on the setup. Obviously, you know, however it drains... If it's going to go into a pipe, it is very important that it gets below the frost level so when it freezes, no water in that pipe can freeze. Okay. So, so you could use, like, for for your rain gutter water, um, people have what they're called rain barrels. I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. those. It's just a big barrel that they put underneath the rain gutter or underneath the, the downspout that literally just fills this barrel full of water, and then there's a spigot at the bottom of it. And you can open and close that and you can use it to water your plants or whatever Mm -hmm. um, to conserve that rainwater. But my point is, is if you have something like that, if you live in a cold climate like we do in the wintertime, obviously that's going to freeze up. So you have to unhook it and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So for those who are listening who are like, wow, I never knew that gutters were that important. How does either improper rain gutters or not having rain gutters lead to mold? I mean, I think maybe bridging that connection.
1: Yeah. So what happens is, is, and I say this in my books, I say it all the time to my clients, water is the most destructive thing to a home, period. You have to have, for the most part, a moisture intrusion event or water coming into the home or into the crawl space or however, in order to have a mold problem. So what happens is, let's just, let's go to that scenario where you have rain gutters, But they terminate right at the downspout. There's no downspout extension. All that water is being dumped literally right next to the foundation. Well, if you have improper grading and drainage, the water is going to run down that foundation. It's going to find a crack. It's going to end up in in the exterior walls at a basement. And so if you can imagine, you know, in our basement, if there was water coming in from the walls, the basement's finished. We would have no way of knowing until there's a major problem. Yeah. By the time you discover that, it could be really major. You know, you could have defective gutters, let's say you don't have screens on your gutters up on the roof. If you have trees, the leaves, especially this time of year, fill those gutters up. It's a bunch of debris in there. Well the gutters won't drain properly. Well come winter time, all that water, if all that water's sitting in those gutters and then it freezes, it can create what we call an ice mm-hmm. dam. And we've talked about those in previous episodes. And literally, the water can start getting up into the attic area. Oh, so, wow. so it can cause some pretty major problems. But for the most part, the most common problem we see is water sitting at the foundation. And that's going to cause moisture intrusion, which also, you know, not only can it cause mold, but it can lead to structural settling. So, wow. So it's a big deal. It's, um, in my opinion, it's probably... One of the cheaper, and I say cheaper because there's other things you can do that are less expensive, but as far as what it would cost the homeowner to install, it's very cheap in comparison to, you know, mold or structural concerns. Like $2,000, especially when you're you're building a new home, is really nothing. You can upgrade just things in a garage that would cost you $2,000 with outlets and lights. So to not have rain gutters is, to me... It, It doesn't make sense because of what I do for a living, but to me, you know, money-wise, it's just so cheap, in my opinion. So clear as mud.
0: Clear as mud. So (laughs) then what should our listeners do to make sure that their gutters will, A, to make sure they have gutters, but B, to make sure if they have gutters, they're working properly?
1: Well, I would hope. Uh, For most of our listeners, they know what their rain gutters are, whether they have them or not. I would hope our listeners know that. Um, If you're not sure, go outside at the eaves. So that's where the roof terminates, where the fascia is. Just look up and see if there's rain gutters. Look at the corners, see if there's any downspouts. Um, If you have any trees around, make sure you have screens on those rain gutters. Also, another way you can tell, obviously, is when it rains, just go outside right after it's done raining and just walk around the house and see if you have any standing water next to the foundation. It's pretty simple, in my opinion. It's not hard to do. It takes, you know, five, ten minutes to do it. And there's no reason why you couldn't do it or have your spouse or significant other, whoever, send your 15-year-old out there to do it and tell them to do a video on their phone and then you watch the video and just make sure that there's no standing water next to the foundation. Okay. So that's pretty much, I just went over the call to action. I mean, that's what our call to action was, is just take a walk around and, and, and look at everything. It's pretty easy.
0: It is. But then if somebody is massively confused, I know not all of us are handy, or even feel like after watching five YouTube videos, we know we're looking at, that's why you do, you know, VPAs and virtual consults because you can have them share their screen with you and you can say, here's what you're looking at.
1: Yeah. Yep. And that is part of of a VPA. Um, literally, they're the camera person. I walk them around their entire home inside and outside. It's literally like an inspection. Um, it's the next best thing to have me there on site. And also, if you don't do a VPA and you just do a consultation, We have a questionnaire we've created and I ask questions like, do you have functional rain gutters? So it's something, you know, that's pretty important when it comes to the mold side of things and the structure itself. So you can go to our website um, in the description of this podcast. I'll just put a link in there for our consultation packages. But but yeah, it's pretty simple and they're not that expensive in comparison to, you know, a, a mold mitigation project, which is expensive. So.
0: Or just compared to how much you spend at Starbucks every month. That's You'll see. true.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's uh, Well, you go to Starbucks. I don't. <laughs> but I would imagine that you could probably, if you can go to Starbucks, you can probably afford a consultation. 100%. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you for listening. This was episode 226. Have a wonderful day.